Hi everyone and welcome back to episode 2 of Draw, Roll, Move podcast with Alan and Dave. And today we're talking about... We're going to talk about uh, our history of gaming, how we uh, got into board games. And then a little bit about how people get into board games in general. Sound like a plan? Sounds like fun. Yeah, I love board games. We've <laughs> talked about how much you love board games before. Yes. All right. So uh, why don't we start off with um, one of those first pro questions. When you meet someone new uh, and you say, hey, do you like board games? <laughs> that's, that's how you open? I always find that you, you find out that someone's into board games and, and the, the question invariably turns to, really, what do you play? Oh, and then they pause and they're like, oh, you know, uh, Monopoly, and then you... That's when I zone out. It's like, they, <laughs> they don't actually know what a board game is. Then you switch topics to something less awkward, like uh, religion or politics. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. anyways. Uh, yeah. By so, the yeah. way, um, what's your religion? <laughs> uh, I, I don't recall. Oh, uh, that's, that's... That, that was awkward. Yeah, but not as awkward as my next question, which is, um, how'd you get into board games? Uh, board games. I, I I played all the typical board games growing up. I played Monopoly with my family and had fights. You played Monopoly with your family? Yeah, and my, had fights. Don't forget really, the bit at the end. My parents would, would never play board games. They would just buy board games for us, I think, so that they wouldn't have to talk or deal with us. Oh. That, that that's probably part of it. Uh, yeah, Monopoly turned into the invariable fight, uh, and I really didn't get that passion for board games from from you know from the Walmart style of board game or the you know the mass the, market the mass market style of board game. Um, and got a little older. I played a few more games with friends when I was in my teens. Uh, Used to have huge multiple weekend games of uh, of Shogun before it turned into Samurai Swords before it turned into whatever it's called now. Uh, we played. Better make sure that's actually true. I know you often make up names. You're not very good with names, so. Yes, it could be called something completely <laughs> it's different. Still called Shogun. <laughs> it's just like Samurai Swords. Yeah, Samurai must be the same game as as Shogun. It's probably called Shogun still. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that they uh, they had some issues with the uh, writer of the books or the estate of the writer of the books, uh, and Wait, had to change. Based them. on no, just the name. Uh, Shogun led to uh, led to friends that played Warhammer and other miniature style games. We didn't really play by the rules. We just sort of made up our own rules, but we still we had a stack of fun. Mm. You were miniature bad boys, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. We we, we played we played outside outside the rules. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had little little you know miniature black jackets and miniature <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs> Your little guys, you put on little miniature. It was more of a a dolly game to you. It sort of sort of turned into that. Yeah, okay. right. I guess if 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 you know if we we we, we follow this to its natural <laughs> conclusion, yeah, we were playing with dolls. <laughs> then I got to. Uh, post-secondary education, <clears throat> mm-hmm. went off to university and got hugely into, um, well, magic. It, it sort of transitioned in from, from when I was a, a little younger as well. 
but uh, Magic and then uh, Star Trek customizable card games. And then just customizable card games in general. If they had a, a subject that I was interested in, be it Star Trek, uh, Wheel of Time, uh, Magic, Dungeons and Dragons, Babylon 5... Or, or if the subject was just collectible card games, <laughs> pretty much if it was a collectible card game, I picked up I picked up Pokemon games uh, cards when they first came out. Pokemon are cool though, they are. But monsters, uh, come on! Okay, the name Pokemon is lame, but it's actually pocket monsters. If you take out the pocket, monsters are cool. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I remember it, as a child, it was a fun. fun I wanted concept, to be a monster. I'm. I'm... <laughs> Sure that you're you're happy to know that you grew into one. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lots of lots of CCGs, uh-huh. but uh, the funny thing about it was that it all led me back to board games. I ended up uh, I ended up in stores where you know you're purchasing these CCGs, and there's always people around either playing a board game in, in mm-hmm. the back room or or they have board game nights. So I'd come out to these board game nights and I'd bring along, you know, some Star Trek cards or, mm-hmm. or you know, Lord of the Rings or whatever it happened to be and play with some buddies but then get into these other board games that are going mm-hmm. on. And uh, it, it really led me to, like, I think the one of the first games that, that, that I played was um was Amun Ray. Really? Which I ended up buying. Um pretty soon after that. Oh, really? Um it was to me it was great mechanics, executed well, mm-hmm. and I always had fun. I almost never won. Mm-hmm. But I always had fun playing it. And um, but then I went back to the old games. I went and played uh, some old war games. I went and played... I got back into um, Shogun slash Samurai Swords. Mm-hmm. Um, Monopoly. <laughs> no, Monopoly never came back out. But, uh, you know, some I of the... play Risk. Some of the, yeah, even, even uh, games like Risk, which I hadn't played probably because I hated everyone that I played with when I was growing up. Okay. I came right back here. to it, and uh, and and you know, even though I real I, I recognized why I hated the game when I was growing up, I still mm-hmm. had lots of fun with it. So mm-hmm. that's sort of uh, that's sort of the the gateway back into into board games in general and my passion for it now. Mm. How about you, Alan? Well, I, I had probably a very similar trajectory. Uh, as a child, I played uh, a, actually my parents like I said buy, bought me a lot of games mostly to keep us preoccupied when they wanted to do something else, like in a party. Right. Just in case, you know, <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. So, so yeah. So basically, Pot, party didn't help you there. I know. Those, I know. I, I know, know the kind of parties. All right. Going on so in your yeah. house. They, they would never actually play with us. They just dump us in the basement and then we'd all go play board games so they could well, I think a lot of the time like I mentioned the the Walmart style uh-huh. of uh, the mass market style yeah. of board game not really geared towards getting well, adults to play well the, the, one of the things is when I was growing up board games were would often be shown 
as a family thing to get your, you know, to interact with your children, but that was totally not what it was for my parents. They would just throw us downstairs with, I don't know, Risk or something like that, right? And so we'd go out and play that, or, or Mousetrap, or Connect Four, and, and but in general, that was basically only when we, we, were, we had parties, things like that, because... Even though I really liked board games, and we actually did have quite a few, um, my sisters didn't really like board games, so and none of my friends really liked board games. So I didn't really play them until a whole bunch of enough friends had nothing to do sitting there in the basement, or kids had no- nothing to do, that they'd have to play board games. But it was always a side thing, right? Even though I really enjoyed them, I even, I think I might have said last time, I created a board game at 8 or 9 or something like that. That was based on the board games I played, so it's based on the game of life, added with, I don't know, video games or something like that, right. and it was called Little Fighters, and so, personally, I thought it was amazing, and I forced my dad and sister to play it, and we played it all of one time. You should definitely crack that game out again, then. I think it's I time for it. a I think resurgence. my parents threw it out. Uh, I'm not surprised. No, it was so cool. Like I loved it, except for... The One of the characters, no copy of another game. No, it wasn't a copy, flat out copy. Anyways, anyways, I liked board games a lot when I was a kid. So it's natural, actually, that I would end up liking board games as an adult. But actually, uh, there was this large gap where I stopped. So we would instead, because everyone would have video games or movies or things like that, so we wouldn't play them at parties. But I still didn't have friends outside that would like to play board games. So I didn't, I just stopped playing them. But instead, I really got into these other nerdy things that for some reason my friends were okay with. Like Magic the Gathering was one of the big ones. And then things like Warhammer 40,000. They have these Games Workshop stores. So you go by and you see all these awesome miniatures. And you always, you know, look at them and stare at them and, and... Realize there's a game, but mostly you just want to have cool little figures. They're like... There's something very pleasing about the... A it's like action figures, basically, yeah. right? So I was, we got really into that, but you could also play a game. So I was already really into playing these nerdy games throughout my entire life. Well, until later in, univers- in, in high school and then in university. We all stopped playing all these nerdy games, tried to... I don't know... Girls. Prepare ourselves <laughs> for real life. I'm guessing girls. Yeah, there, there might have been some of that. And so, so what ended up happening, though, basically all of these nerdy hobbies went into the closet. Um, <laughs> and, and we would hide them. We would hide all of these ones, except for video games, because you can still do that while alone in your room. Basically, what really broke out the board games for my group was Settlers of Catan. When that game... Settlers is pretty awesome. Yeah. And the big thing is that... <laughs> so when my, my group of friends that really like to play, um, his girlfriend really liked to play <laughs> Settlers of Catan too. So actually, that's actually what happened. Ah, so it was girls. Yeah, it was. It was basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> But board games are something that, like, when we play, I don't know, miniature games or collectible card games like Magic the Gathering, they're geared towards guys. It's very obvious by the fact that most of the girls run around in 
bras or armored bras. Like even if they have fully the, full it's, plate it's, mail, it's Brahma, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Brahma, exactly. So yeah, if they have full plate mail, they'll for some reason have a square to show off their cleavage. But the thing with board games is that a lot of the games, especially the Euro games, are not targeted towards men or women, and so it got all of <clears throat> my friends, both male and female, together, and we could all sit there and play these games. Well, I think the other thing with with that style of game, you, you mm-hmm. mentioned the Euro style of game, <clears throat> is that they're geared towards being more social. Magic and or customizable card, uh, card games in general, they're a little combative. There's not really a I'm strong not sure the word social is social. I think it is. That, there, that's not as combative. Not as yeah. Uh, you don't. The, the competition isn't head to head, and you yes, it can be, but it's not typically head to head, and you don't have that that strong need to beat the hell out of the guy sitting across the table from you. Yes, that's actually a key with all board games. Is because uh, what I was going to say is that after sure. after we realized that we could both male and female friends could get together and still play games and not just talk or and drink or do whatever. With a board game. Thank you for making my point. <clears throat> it's yeah. socialization. That's what is great about games. And that's why we ended up really liking games. Um, and so what was great is that it's because of the socialize, socialization um, and the fact that a lot of us are, were, are in the tech field. So we sit in front of computers all day. When we go home or out with friends, we don't want to, I don't know, sit in front of our computers or TV screens afterwards so when we started working we actually started really liking board games even more because it's so different than the actual work we did yeah it does you have the social aspect you're not sitting at a screen there's no intermediaries you're just talking with your friends it does allow you to unplug from from technology exactly so it's something that I think um, we really got attached to and for me it was basically just coming home it's like (laughs) ah I love board games I always like board games but the fact that now suddenly my friends like board games some of them just as much as me now that they, they actually got into it, and especially all these new games that are so much better than the old games. Uh, I was able to jump wholeheartedly into them. And yeah. Uh, yeah. that kind of opened up to now wanting to do more with them, right? Like, Yeah, it is great, so, it's great to, to be able to interact with people that have a passion for it as well. Yeah, exactly. And then you can start a podcast or something as well. That's really cool. I don't know who you'd do that with that. Doesn't make any sense. To yeah, me they'd they'd have to be a little bit crazy to want to do that. I think they'd have to be out of their mind. Yeah, I agree. But there, I, I that that's what my friends are like. So it's kind of <laughs> it's fine. Ah, so that's that's basically where I am now. I, I now that I have friends and, and a bunch of people that are really into board games, uh, I get to play them more. And actually, on top of that, I got kind of even more into board games. So now I search out groups. Specifically, just like my friends are not now not enough. Also, they're starting to have kids and stuff. So, <laughs> so that's always a dampener. Yeah, on, exactly. On so I'm like, now I'm meeting people specifically to be, play to play board games. So it's almost the reverse now that board games are helping me make friends, which is really cool. Yeah, and that, that that actually was the experience that I had when I when I first moved to to Canada. One of the ways that I got out and and became social mm-hmm. was uh, I took a, a guy that I worked with. Uh, that I became friends with, and we went off to um, to the uh, comic cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
here in town and one or two evenings a week we duck over there and we play a few board games or mm-hmm. you know chat with the guys that own the shop mm-hmm. or you know browse the the, the store yeah um, as a as i sort of grew my my cluster of friends mm-hmm. you find more people that you work with when they hear you talking with someone else about a board game that you played on monday night mm-hmm. and then suddenly you know you have another group of friends that are external to what you had before so you know at one yeah. point i think i had three Different Pot- groups? Three p- potential fully-fledged groups of people that I could be playing uh, board games or mm-hmm. role-playing games or CCGs with. It, yeah. It's it's great that... It sort of feels like I've surrounded myself with that sort of pe- person, uh-huh. but they're the sort of people that I like to spend my time with. So, yeah. Well, uh, another thing I think is just that board games in general are a little bit... Because of the... Board game renaissance started by uh, Settlers of Catan. At, I don't know if you'd I, call it started, but... Okay, well, that really exploded with, with Settlers, Settlers of Catan. Catan. Much better word. Yes. There's this basically this giant renaissance of games. And, and Settlers of Catan, uh, Carcassonne... Um, Ticket. Ticket, Ticket to, to Ride. Ride. These are games that actually have a wide distribution, and they're starting to get into uh, big box stores. Right? Yeah, they're, that, they're starting. That's pretty awesome when you see settlers in a tan on the shelf at Target. Yeah, and you're and and basically now, I, I don't know for this this newer generations maybe growing up, those will be um, the their monopoly, gateway games. Those that'll will be their be, monopolies yeah, and their risks. Be their yeah, monopolies and risks. Those will be the mass market games that they play. But those games are much well, much better put together, um, and I think. You don't like the paper money? Oh, that was that's like the worst part for me. I, I hated the paper money. We actually. bought Monopoly, Monopoly just for the paper money. Really? Yeah, because then we could play other things with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see that. What did I like about Monopoly? I actually liked the cards. I liked the idea of owning property. That was my favorite part. It was very collecting satisfying. those little things, very, very and then you satisfying. get a set. Oh, I, I so like good. I like the boot. I wonder if this is gonna get all cut out. Whatever. Old-timey Monopoly. Old-timey Monopoly. Yeah. So that's our two histories, but after I, after I said my history, what I realized is that what got me into gaming was the fact that Settlers of Catan got a bunch of other people <laughs> into board gaming. Because I was there, and I was like, oh, I, I wanted to play them, but I yeah. didn't have people to play with. Yeah. And so the fact that these kind of games that opened up the field for yeah, people these, to play these, with these these gateway games. They're they're pretty straightforward to people for people to learn. Mm-hmm. They've got a theme that mm-hmm. is not going to scare your, a lot of people your, off your your average non gamer mm-hmm. away or yeah. your your casual gamer away. Yep, and it has enough complexity that it's going to be interesting for the the hardcore gamers as well. Mm-hmm. Catan really is like one of those all-time great gateway board games. Yeah, and and I was thinking about it. Um, so I'm sure that there's lo- lots of other now gateway games, but I was thinking, you know, a lot of uh, really hardcore gamers will say, "Oh, you know, Catan was good to get into the the hobby, but it's not that good." And then I think, well, if it's not that good, what replaces it? And everyone says something like, that is not an actual replacement. They say, well, I don't play it anymore because I play this game. But it's nothing like Catan, right? <laughs> so, to me, I feel like 
It's it's I guess quite old now, is it? They just had a an anniversary of some sort. I feel like it's now tw- nineteen ninety four or something like that. Anyways, or maybe it's fifteen years old. Anyways, maybe the point is it's quite old now. Although it only got into my gaming group maybe a long time ago now. I've just realized. <laughs> More than ten years ago, uh, but <laughs> but uh, I've been board gaming now for a long time, right? So there's no game that I, I I can think of that totally replaces Catan because it has that right balance of luck and fun, basically, and interaction to to be a great game that you can play with people that uh, are have, not really into board. I games. have to agree with you there. Uh, it's, the only issue it, is setting up. It's it can be a pain in the butt to set up or. The length of time to set up is is uh, longer than most people have mm-hmm. patience for. Yep. Uh, but absolutely, like it, it, it is never missing from the selection on a game's night. Yeah, Settlers is just a nice. <clears throat> it's not like the deepest strategy game or even close to that. But it's just fun to play. Yeah. And even when everyone knows basically the strategy to win. It's still fun to play because you got the rolling and you get to you know try and hoard these these well the, these the, resources. The, the, fun, just... the funniest thing about it is I think the the, the last time I played with you mm-hmm. didn't I win by accident? It wasn't so much an accident so, mm-hmm. as I thought that I was much further behind than I was, and then I yeah. realized by looking down at my hand that I'd actually won. Yeah, you were pretty tired that night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. happened. That's happened before, though. It, yeah. <laughs> I obviously don't pay as much attention as I should because I think I know what's going on in yeah. in Catan. To the fact that I may have won already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't happen to play other friends. I got to tell you. <laughs> but we played. Actually, we played a lot of Catan. Like I said, this is the game that got all of my high school, elementary into board gaming right and we started working we spend sunday nights up to like 3 a.m we have work the next day you're a little insane (laughs) playing well it's a really fun game and we would actually how did you extend a game of Catan into 3 a.m you play a second or third game that would make sense (laughs) that's how you do it yep yep that's how you do it and so uh yeah so that's the thing though right it's it's the game that you can play with people at different uh, times of the evening. Times of different, yeah, different <laughs> times of the evening, but also different um, uh, skill levels. I think I had a leg up on a lot of my other friends who were just getting into this game. But what's what made Settlers of Catan and what still makes Settlers of Catan a really good gateway game is, like you said, it's not exactly like you said, but you still have a chance of winning. You can luck into a victory. You can luck into a victory, and it's. Like, just playing it is fun. You get to roll dice, and you get to ask for who's going to trade with me stuff. And so you can have... You have that interaction with everything. It's just a fun game. And I think a lot of people, a lot of... Especially a lot of really guys that get into deep strategy don't like it. It's because there's a lot of luck, right? They they don't like it because of the fact that... I think the the luck and, like, a lot of the strong elements of the Mm -hmm. game... The trading and, and the luck and the, mm-hmm. even the dice rolls, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of the uh, the screw you with the, the thief, uh-huh. is what makes it a great gateway game. Mm-hmm. Because those are all 
having that little bit of luck, uh-huh. a little bit of strategy, so that you know you can mm-hmm. think you 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 can play to a particular strength, uh-huh. uh, allows that newcomer to to gaming in general, or even the casual gamer coming to yeah, it's a little bit of everything has a little piece of everything, so that it's a board game buffet. It's a board game buffet. Yes, except maybe not a buffet because you can't eat. You kind of have all you can eat. Yes. Well, you can if you just keep on playing more, more of the games until 3 a.m. Yes, but, absolutely. But, yeah. But, yeah, it's a board game buffet. It's like each piece of it is maybe not the best example. Example. Yeah. But when you put them all together, it's just a fun – each piece is fun and and light enough. Yeah, that, fun and light. That's that's yeah. that's. I think that's a good way to sum up a, a gateway yeah. game, fun and light. I guess another one that a lot of people really like, and it's another gateway that I see uh, people entering the board game universe. Universe is uh, Ticket to Ride. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I think you know, although I don't really like this game, like I really like Settlers of Catan, but I I enjoy I enjoy Ticket. I'm okay with Ticket. Um, I I think I enjoy some of the expansions for Ticket to Ride more than I enjoy the base game. Uh, I don't even both... know which one the base game is. Like, where where is the base game? Where is it set? Is it in England or something? You know what? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know where it's set either. Because <laughs> there are so many expansions. I don't know which yes, one the real yes, one is. Absolutely. Or sorry, the but, original uh, we, one. We, bo- we both know someone that is is totally addicted. It's another one of the games for them that mm. never leaves the table. They always bring out the base game and three expansions every time they, they host a game. Yeah, and, and it's the kind of thing where he's like, okay, uh, you don't want to play the same game that we played last time. So why don't we play Ticket to Ride Asia instead? <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to play Ticket to Ride. It's the Ticket to Ride thing. They're all, they're, they're all have like little variations. but Some of them but have yeah. some really, really fun variations. But it and, is a very good gateway game because it's simple absolutely. and I actually think it is much more simple than uh, Catan. With Catan, I feel like even though the the gameplay is fairly simple, the setup is a little bit involved. If you plop this down in, in front of a bunch of twelve year olds before they finish ending the get up the game, someone will have probably said, "Screw this, let's go play video games." So yeah, I think that's yeah. actually well one of the reasons why I think Settlers of Catan could be replaced if there's a better version, but. I think Ticket to Ride is just simple and strategic enough that absolutely it's, it's very good. Well, yeah, I, even I, though I don't really like it, <laughs> I've I've even pulled it out for for uh, for my five year old son, and yeah. he doesn't really get what's going on. He needs okay. a lot of direction, but he's just happy to collect a lot of colorful cards, mm. like how I like Monopoly, exactly. And uh, you know he. He with direction he doesn't do too badly. He likes mm-hmm. to put the, likes to put his little trains down on their tracks, and mm-hmm. he doesn't mess up anyone else's strategy while he's doing it unless mm-hmm. he's directed. Um, so you're saying that you're saying earlier that your wife was guiding him. So is she basically using him as as a secondary set of tracks, yeah, <laughs> a subsidiary to uh, yeah, a little bit of that. A little, a little bit of that might have happened. Yeah. All right, a little, All right. little little piece of that. But uh, you know, if you're if you're good enough at Ticket to Ride, you don't you don't care if two people are, are fighting against you because uh, you're going to win anyway. All right. All I don't right. think I've ever won against them actually. <laughs> so apparently the subsidiary so the strategy, team strategy, strategy works is quite good. Uh, we had a friend that we played uh, with recently, 
Um, he like he never played board games, but he played video games most of the times growing up. Um, and I was saying basically, Catan and Ticket to Ride are the starter set for board games. Like when you want to start pl- getting into this board gaming hobby, it's Catan, Ticket to Ride, like and that. something like else. That. Yes. So when you want, you want to get into something new, you want to get that that small, you know, thing to get you yeah. going. Yeah, Catan, absolutely. Ticket to Ride, and one other game. Yeah. And I- the other game is. Up for grabs. It's the one game that you tailor to your tastes. Yeah. So what he did, I believe, he got Dominion, right? Yeah, and I believe that it was one of the first games that that he played alongside of Catan. Mm. So well, it is it is a fairly and, and, good and again, starter yes, game, a, and it's very different than Catan to Ride. Here's a question: This is the board game renaissance, right? There are so many games coming out, so many new games. What is a game that's new? That's new-ish. That you feel like would be great for introducing someone to the hobby. Besides Crossroads of Kingswood? Crossroads of Kingswood's not out yet, but I think it should be uh, amazing for uh, introducing people to the game. That's that's my game, though, so I might be a bit biased. Just but a I tad? have Yeah, just a, a tad. Just but a I tad do bias. feel like I'm trying to simplify the concepts. I, I really do feel that uh, making sure that people can really easily get into the game from the start really matters and one thing that I realized matters a lot is the rule book so once you've played two rounds you get it but understanding it without someone who really knows the game yeah can be a challenge I think that's very important for a gateway game and I think that uh, Crossroads of Kingswood will have that once I've cleaned up the rules and, and presented it but I'm really working on making sure that's true well um, you know this has been a great sort of uh, talking about how we got here I think I've really uh, I've enjoyed reminiscing actually about yeah. about some of the stuff that I got up to you uh, love reminiscing that is one of your favorite things I do like to reminisce it's what what I personally enjoy is looking forward to what we will be reminiscing about in a few years time I love seeing like oh ticket to ride and I'm really looking forward to that next gateway game that comes out True, Besides true. my game, it, I mean, it, like it, other games, it, it, it is fun to uh, to think about what these games are going to mean to us tomorrow, like in, in what, all of to all of the yeah. tomorrows. Yes, and what the new generations will see. If Ticket to Ride and Settlers of Catan are the gateway games of today, and frankly, still Monopoly. <laughs> what, what will be what will be the gateway game? 10 years from now. Yeah. This has been uh, Draw, Roll, Move podcast. I've been Dave. And I've been Alan. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at InTheLaz, I-N-T-H-E-L-A-Z. Or if you want to track me down, it's uh, Galen Law, G-A-L-E-N-L-O-R-E. Or you could email us at move at InTheLaz.com. That was Draw, Roll, Move, all one word, at inthealaz.com. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you want to check out uh, these podcasts, if you found them somewhere else, uh, you can locate them on our website. Inthealaz.com slash draw, roll, move. Uh, you'll find all of the previous episodes. Uh, this is episode two, so there should be episode. two. <laughs> yes. The other one is really good. It's about screw over mechanics. Let's look into that right now.
All right. <laughs> Go back and listen. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, and the the next podcasts will be even more fun as we continue on our journey. Yes, yes. Do you want to uh, give a little teaser about that? No, no. You're a <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it.